0: Just a few weeks ago, Fantastic Beast 3, The Secrets of Dumbledore, the first piece of fiction set within the wizarding world, was released. The first thing Rowling's written that is set within the Potterverse since her rather divisive tweets came out. The reviews were relatively mixed with many praising the steps that such a mainstream film took in regard to representing homosexuality on screen. But others were unable to put aside their own feelings about J.K. Rowling and her views. I have always been of the opinion that an author should be judged differently to the work they produce. Roald Dahl's anti-Semitism will never take away my enjoyment of a book like Matilda, in the same way that Rowling's comments will never destroy the love I have for the world and characters she created. Harry Potter, the Jungle Book, and Dahl have been a staples of pop culture for years, the stories are still incredibly popular decades on from their first publication. But the opinions of the public are changing. More and more people find it difficult to distinguish the author's own thoughts and feelings from the books they've written. I was intrigued by the topic, cancel culture is, like it or not, shaping the way we look at celebrities and media products. And so, I put this together. It started out as an essay with a specific aim, I wanted to find a definitive answer to the question posed at the start. But it isn't that simple and so the essay, if you can call it that, evolved into what you are reading, a collection of thoughts and opinions on the topic. I'm going to set out my view, and the views of some others, and I want you to come to your own conclusion. Everyone's opinion on this is different because everyone's experience is different but please keep an open mind. Is it right to condemn the work of an author because their personal views are deemed unacceptable? Does Dahl's anti-Semitism mean we cannot enjoy Matilda? Do Kipling's views regarding white supremacy mean we can no longer watch The Jungle Book? I would like to start by discussing the opinion of a friend of mine, they've asked to remain nameless, but their opinion is a very interesting one. Rowling's views directly criticize their identity and they can't enjoy the wizarding world any longer. I completely understand that they doesn't agree with Rowling's opinions, but I couldn't understand why that impacted an enjoyment of Harry Potter. At no point does Rowling's personal politics come up in the novels. Admittedly the representation of ethnicities and sexualities is severely limited, all the main characters are straight and white and the few characters that do represent other cultures are either relegated to love interests or foreign visitors. While the films do attempt to improve on some of this, there isn't an awful lot they can do to change this. Now more than ever, we celebrate stories because they represent the world more accurately. The critical response to Black Panther focused just as much on the incredible steps it took as a big budget motion picture with an almost entirely black cast and crew as it did on the fact that it was just a really good movie. But once something has been sent out into the world it can't be taken back, it acts as a snapshot of the way we represent culture at the time. Just because a story doesn't meet the standards of representation we have now, doesn't mean it should be discounted, we can learn from it and still enjoy it. Just because the Harry Potter books lack diversity doesn't mean they don't have merit. The popularity of them is undeniable and the ability they have to get kids into reading is unparalleled. Use the Harry Potter books as a stepping stone into much more diverse fiction which is similar but different. Because while the Potter books are good, they aren't the best. You'll notice there that I didn't go into much detail about my friend's specific opinion. And that's because they're somewhat unable to express their views. They're a smart individual but their opinion and ability to communicate that is hindered by an absolute hatred of Rowling because of their views. I understand why this is, but it makes me angry too, because the people that boycott Rowling's work are often unable to argue their point well. I'm not trying to discredit these voices, not at all. But I would really like it, if instead of throwing a blanket boycott over the whole topic because it angers them, they expressed their views eloquently. Using Twitter to express your view on such an important topic is a flawed idea. I recently read an excellent article from British GQ entitled Why I'm Picking Trans Rights Over Harry Potter. This article is an example of the right way to criticize someone you disagree with. Lillian Crawford speaks with an eloquence that isn't seen by the Twitter hordes. She calls out Rowling's ideologies when they are wrong and yet also takes the time to research the reasons why Rowling has made these comments. I was unaware of Rowling's personal circumstances, specifically the fact that she is a domestic abuse and sexual assault survivor. Crawford acknowledges that experiences like this are undeniably going to leave people with a tendency to mistrust. But she also says what I cannot sympathize with is the move from a rational fear of abuse to an irrational fear which sees all people, or in Rowling's case preoperative trans women, as potential abusers. That because you have been abused by a penized individual, to use a phrase from one of Rowling's own tweets, does not mean all people with penises are going to abuse you. Which is exactly right. Too often our stories reduce down to fit into a tweet and the wider context is lost. Rowling's comments about the trans community are factually incorrect. Anyone who disagrees with that can stop reading now. But we also need to remember that there is always a reason why these comments are made. What you can say in 50 words is not often enough to explain an opinion, especially one as personal as this. What I'm trying to say is this, if you have a problem with Rowling's words then by all means call her out by commenting on one of her social media posts, or boycotting her films. But remember that this is someone who obviously doesn't understand your point of view and just telling them they are wrong isn't going to change that, so next time this happens, express your disapproval and then take a moment to put your thoughts into words. Explain your disapproval, don't just shout it. Educate yourself on this issue properly, it isn't enough to say I disagree with Rowling's comments without having more than surface level knowledge of what they are. I think I've deviated a little from my plan. However, it's important to think about how you voice criticism because I think that the people who are criticizing these views are often at fault for the way they go about criticizing them. This essay has become a little too rolling centric. So, I'd like to finish discussing her specifically before moving on. If you've been paying attention, you may have realized that the consensus on The Secrets of Dumbledore is that nobody really cared about it, which isn't great for the franchise, but I think it shows that the problem wasn't really with Rowling's opinions and more that the film was just average. I think, in the case of Rowling, that separating art and artist is more difficult because she is still releasing things set in the Wizarding world, money still goes straight to her and so perhaps it's time for her to step back from the brand. It's clear that she isn't a very competent screenwriter and that nobody is really that bothered about the Fantastic Beasts films, given that the conclusion was revealed way back in 2007. It's quite easy for me to say that I don't want to buy anything associated with rolling but that doesn't take into account the people who work hard to make these products. Yes, Rowling gets a cut of the sales from the products but there are thousands if not millions of people whose livelihoods are at risk if we stop buying Potter merchandise. Honestly, I will hold my hands up and say that I don't know what to do. I can separate Rowling from her creations, but others cannot. It is down to you what you choose to do. I know that seems lazy and cliche of me, and it probably is. But there you are. After hearing my friend's view on the subject of art versus artist, I wanted to find some oppositional views, I spoke with two secondary school English teachers JMW and PCM who said much the same thing but using different examples. The first, JMW, decided to speak about the impact this conversation has when exploring music. This is something I hadn't really considered. I listen to music but would never say that I am particularly well versed in the lives of the musical artists. He says it is not possible to think of a band, artist that has not behaved in the most despicable ways. Not only behind the scenes but also with reference to the lyrics of their music, looking back to the 50s and 60s the music is misogynistic and totally out of date with modern thinking but are we really to vilify the works of Etta James, Sam Cooke et al.? Here JMW echoes my own thoughts earlier about viewing art as of the time period. It should cause debate and it shouldn't be buried. Art is a snapshot of the moment in time that it comes from, and as such, we must accept it for what it is. There is no reason for us to look into the minds of those that create it. I disagree with this statement in some ways, and in others, I think it has the right idea. I think that while art and artist are different, they influence each other. It's much more difficult to separate a singer or actor from their work because their voice is the one singing the song, their face is the one selling the music. They are a person and not simply a poster. Every time you listen to a song like Thriller, Michael Jackson is singing for you. I don't think it's right that I feel there is a disconnect between the written word and performance, they are both created by an artist. That artist is still involved every time you consume their product. They still make money, but psychologically it's easier to separate a writer from their novel because they aren't in your head when you read it. It's difficult to express the idea eloquently because it's a conceptual one, and one that is different for everyone. Take my friend for example, she can't separate the author from the text, but I can. I wonder if she feels differently when it comes to an actor or a singer in their work. As I began to mull this question over, I began to ask myself more and more questions about why I felt this disconnect. Is it because an author is always speaking through someone else? Rowling uses the third person to describe her characters. There's never any I so does that mean subconsciously we can separate it more easily? But Michael Jackson is playing a character in some of his songs, in Thriller he's not actually a zombie, and then some novels are written from the first person perspective. Perhaps my opinion is impacted by the fact that I have a much deeper connection to the world of Harry Potter than I do to Jackson's music. Would someone who gained an appreciation for Jackson's work before they knew what he had done feel differently? Okay, so let's take some other examples of people who have been cancelled. Roald Dahl is a big one for me he was a staple of my childhood. I adored his books, they were full of a magical whimsy. And then, recently, I found out that he had been a horrendous anti-Semite. Maybe I'd been too young to notice when people found out, or maybe it just didn't make it into the mainstream. There certainly aren't armies of people clamoring for the planned Matilda movie to be scrapped, nobody decided to boycott Netflix when they acquired the rights to dolls catalog last year. Why is that? because it's not like the Jewish faith is a small group of people. I think it's because people learned about Dahl's views after his death, he's no longer a public figure expressing his views in public. Maybe it's also because he isn't the number one children's author like he was just five years ago. In less than the time it's taken me to go through secondary school Dahl has all but disappeared, replaced by David Williams. but that's a topic for another day. I mentioned I had spoken to two teachers about this topic. The second of which, PCM, reminded me of a theory from Roland Barthes, a key figure in modern media analysis. Barthes' theory is that of the death of the author. He says asks us to consider, and let's use Harry Potter as an example, that for instance, when you read or hear, there is no good and evil, there is only power, and those too weak to seek it. Whether it is Rowling speaking or Voldemort, and if it is Rowling speaking, does she speak for all of humanity or just herself? In this case. It isn't the author speaking, this is a work of fiction, these words aren't Rowling's words, they are the characters. An author may use a character for a purpose, they may use them as a mouthpiece, like J.B. Priestley does with the inspector in an inspector calls but even though what the inspector is saying echoes Priestley's socialist views, it is the inspector speaking, not Priestley. In the same way that a villain threatening to destroy the world with a giant laser because he was bullied as a child, doesn't, often, reflect the views of its creator. Often, we hear phrases like that seems Dickensian or that's quite Orwellian. These phrases are quite unhelpful as they really tie an author their work. Barthes believes that looking for a specific origin to a source is impossible. There are only a small number of basic plot lines, Harry Potter is relatively generic the chosen one archetype is prevalent throughout fiction. Barthes appears to be saying that the origin of a story cannot be tied to a single person, because an idea is influenced by the surroundings and by a person's experiences, therefore it can never truly belong to them as its concept is linked so intrinsically to so many other people. Barthes says that once an artist or author puts their work out there for the masses, for people like us to read it, it stops being their work. Harry Potter means different things to different people because as a reader we take away from it what we brought to it, Rowling's work is over the moment she stops writing she isn't there looming over you as you read about Harry's latest adventure. Her part is over, this is the character's story, it belongs solely to them and to you, the reader. The fact is that the wealth of fanfiction and unlicensed Potter merchandise makes it clear that whatever the legal contracts say the fans own the Potter characters, in the same way that we own Baloo and Charlie Bucket, these characters aren't the authors any longer because they are different for everyone who has experienced them. I've used rolling a lot in this essay because, quite frankly, Her particular case is one of the most well-known and well-spoken about, but I've also included other examples of the case of art versus artist. I don't find it difficult to separate art and artist. But the people whose identities are challenged by these comments from public figures, who are often respected and inspiring members of society, feel differently, possibly because it's more personal. I myself have Asperger's syndrome, a condition which is most definitely not caused by vaccines and luckily for me the number of high-profile artists who are anti-vax is relatively low. But were these people to speak out directly, to attack my identity in the way that Rowling has, or to discriminate against me in the way that Kipling or Dahl did, then I think I would feel differently. I don't know if I would be as forgiving if my own identity was being threatened. So, in the end I think that separating art and artist is a choice, it's one based on personal circumstances and a choice that cannot be undertaken lightly. Whatever your opinion is, I hope you found this essay as educational to read as I did to write. It certainly opened my eyes to other people's opinions, and it made me understand exactly why some of my friends disagreed with me. This topic is a vitally important one in our society, it needs to be discussed and I urge you to talk to your friends, family, and peers about the subject. We all need to be educated and informed. Thank you for taking the time to read this.